Come on. Bitch. What I try to tell you? Lesbian. What I try to tell you? This country, you gotta make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. and I'm the founder and chief appraiser for Cornerstone Valuation Guam Inc. Uh, we value is our motto and I'm here to talk dirt to you. Yeah, I usually have this during happy hour. Yeah, well this is happy hour. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to Mint Talk. Welcome to the Stagio, uh, Siska. Now, Siska is a cool name. Uh, you know, I get that. I, I get Kaz is a good, cool yeah, name. Yeah, that is a cool name, right? Kaz. Yeah. And if, they, if you didn't know Japanese, you would just think, oh, that's just a cool name. But then in Japan, it's a very common name, Kaz. Ah, yeah. I didn't know that. But the last name is even, you know, trickier because endo means, like in skateboarding language, falling. You know. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, talking about skateboarding, uh-huh. I was in my master bedroom and my teenage son put his skateboard there. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought it was a good idea for me to try skateboarding in my 40s. <laughs> and I fall flat and this is like a Ouch. big giant purple Thank you very much. Well, you bruise seem, on my feet. You seem like a fun mom, huh? Well, I don't know. I have a bruised <laughs> ego too. I think that hurts more. Yeah, well, you know what? My kids will tell you the same thing. I'm I'm, I'm uh, young at heart and uh, I, I certainly don't do well, you know, what my age says. My kids, you know, who needs enemy when you have children, right? Teenager especially. They told me, mom, you're only getting skinnier. You're not getting younger. <laughs> well, they're going to... They're going to freak out that you're on a podcast, right? <laughs> I think they will think say, I'm cool now. They're going to go, oh, man, they curse on that podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? Your reputation, your reputation. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we always start the segment with what are you drinking? And yes. we talked about that earlier. You just drink water. Yeah, because I'm kind of high on life. Right. And alcohol kind of just makes me sleepy and not fun. So yeah. water it is. So you don't you don't drink at all. I I do once in a while. Like I will have good wine, uh-huh. uh, but like only like just half a, a cup. Bit, yeah, just little very bit. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know that's not a bad thing. No. And thank you for this gift. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Why tradition blended whiskey from Japan? I got a bottle of whiskey from my my good friend Siska here and. Uh, it's just the way the Indonesian, the Indonesian culture do, is, right? like Japanese do, yeah. Yeah, bring the bring the gift. Well, I'll preach. I, I will enjoy this on future podcasts, and we'll bring you up every time we Sounds do. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Siska. Now, Siska, your your last name is is a tongue twister from you. How do you how do you pronounce that? Hutapia. Hutapia. Yeah. Yeah, I was going. 
Hutapia. <laughs> Some did it. Hat uh, Hatapia. Hat now you're, that's your married name. <laughs> that's my married name. What's yes. your maiden name? My maiden name is Simanjuntak. That's even harder. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're, my husband and I were both um, from one ethnic group in Indonesia, from North Sumatra, just across okay. Strait Malacca from Singapore. Right. And so I was first born. And my mom said, you have to marry someone from our ethnic group. Right. So imagine that. <laughs> now, <laughs> the quest. Now, before we started this uh, recording, you, you said you and your husband are like childhood sweethearts. Is that right? Well, yes. He was my first real boyfriend, my college uh -huh. sweetheart. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, college sweetheart. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, because my mom already have that, you know, uh, you have to marry a Lutheran, same ethnic group. And we're already in Jakarta. And Jakarta is kind of like a melting pot. It's not right. like you could find find it easily, the right. same ethnic group, Lutheran. And so, um, yeah, uh, out of the 165 engineering students, in, I was in um, civil engineering. Mm -hmm. um, there's five that meets the criteria. And uh, because there's only five girls in engineering, it, it it's not that much work for me to right to choose <laughs> well i was looking at you know yeah i i usually do like a show prep and i was looking up your background and man you've got a master in real estate yes and then you've got a bachelor science degree in civil engineering right yes yeah. now you you did your master of real estate in australia sydney yes. sydney yeah nice. I, I love sydney i love sydney too. i miss sydney. it was one of the yeah. best years in my life yes right uh, yeah. don't, don't you wish you can travel right now Oh, oh, gee, yeah, I'm itching to travel. March <laughs> March 2nd is yeah. the last time I travel. Like, I went and visited my daughter in Los Angeles at Occidental College. But, yeah, we yeah. miss traveling a lot. So your kids, you, you mentioned you have kids. How many kids do you have? I have five. Wow. Don't try that at home. Okay, well, <laughs> well, I have five, you know. Oh, you do too? Yeah, so oh, we share man. a lot. We share a lot of share, in common. Oh, we share good. a lot in common, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, two boys and three girls. How about oh, yourself? same. Oh, there two you go. Two boys, three girls. I have a 19, 17, 15, uh, 13, going to be 13, and going to be 11. Wow, I think I, I beat you on the youngest one because I have a six-year-old. Oh, gee, yeah. <laughs> my no, oldest I quit I quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah, my, my oldest is 21 this year, December. So. Wow. Yeah, but that poor kid, he can't go to a bar this year. Oh yes, you know. I mean, at least for a, for a celebration, you yeah. know, beer with, with his old man. But uh, it's okay. Don't you know? We'll, well, you could set up your own bar here in the front. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have it uh, over a <laughs> podcast or something. I was looking at the term "master of real estate." Uh huh. What What is a master of real estate? How, what is what? To, you know, what do you got to go through to get something? That's well, titled yeah. Master so, of Real Estate. So it's under Faculty of Built Environment okay. in, um, in Australia. Uh, I went to University of New South Wales, mm. and it's right in the smack dab city of uh, Sydney. And um, basically what I learned there is property development, property valuation, uh, property management. Right. And so I learned all aspects of um, uh, real estate. Mm -hmm. But uh, the background why I went there is um, I was working as a structural engineer for two years after I got my um, uh, civil engineering degree. 
And but my dad grew up in um, valuation industry in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a hotshot in Indonesia. He was the president of Indonesian appraisal companies. And so wow. he said, Siska, why don't you help me with my company? And so I went to get that degree and I concentrate in valuation, uh, which is, you know, real estate valuation, which is what I'm doing right now. And it's a more interesting uh, in structural engineering. I calculate how big the beam will be, how big the rebar is going to be, you know, load uh, and all of that you know, not so fun stuff, Mm -hmm. but on uh, Mm -hmm. real estate, I get to calculate numbers, but it has dollar sign in front of it. So it's more fun. Right. It's (laughs) it's a lot more complicated. That's why you need the civil engineering. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's combined two, two point thread, uh, thread point there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, when I, uh, when I first heard your name, you know, because I sit on the uh, Bank Pacific board. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Mark we were going through appraisers. And, yes. And I think you, at that time you were just leaving Captain Group. Yes, that was uh, 2012. Yes. Yeah, yes. something like that. And yes. you were going to get in your own business. Yes. You were going to do your own consulting. Yeah. And that, I think you were looking at an office over at the, the Bell Tower, the Israel Tower. Uh, yes, but prior to that, I was at Casa Serena, okay. near Serena Plaza. But yes, yes. Yeah, so that's when I first, you know, your name got on my radar. I was like, Fraser. And then, you know, of course, we all know Nick Captain. Of course. He's a character, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I thought, surely, surely that's a, that's a good move for her because I know Nick. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's a party boy. <laughs> oh, yes, he's a party boy, but he's one of the smartest people that I've known too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. how is he? Do you still keep in touch with him? Uh, last time I heard from him was last year. He was, he's in Hawaii. Okay. He has his own uh, consulting firm. All right. Uh, but, you know, I, I do owe him, you know, a lot of that I know. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's get back to the specialty you do. Now, you said you learned in Jakarta, of course. And then, yes. Um, you got Sydney. Your, and then Sydney. Yeah. Is this sort of a universal thing? Because, you know, I know Western architecture is very different from Eastern, but how do you evaluate things of different markets? Yes, you're you're definitely on point there. So when I was in uh, Sydney, of course, they're all more um, like British related, you know, uh, uh, knowledge. And in Australia, when you do appraisal, what they care about is the number. Mm. In America, um, as I learned later on what they care about is to prove your point how did you get there and so the narrative like takes a lot of um, time uh, and how you support and how you get to your valuation Uh, and so that's kind of the difference so a valuation report in Australia is much thinner than a valuation report here on uh, in America so that's what I kind of the, the approaches on how to get to value is kind of the same, but not the, you know, the way you present it. So, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I learned long ago because my dad was in, um, he was a mechanical civil engineer. Oh. And uh, it's not like he discussed his business with me, but yeah. you, you just sort of sit there and observe and learn. Yeah, yeah. And I remember he was having a tremendous amount of headache in the Palau market. Oh. Because... Of course. And, you know, he, he was just the consultant yes. you know, and they were going to build stuff. But uh-huh. every time a Japanese company was ready to build a hotel, they had uh-huh. to put it on pause because the land issue. Oh, right? yeah. And, of course, culturally over there, 
is very different from let's say making a deal in Texas. Of course, right? yes. You you make a you make a deal with Bob Texas. Yes. And you you pass the pink slip, the, the deed, you're done, yes, right? Yes, yes. You know, assuming yeah. there's no lien yeah. on the property yeah. or something like that. But in Palau, for example, you can make a deal with Uncle Bob, but then like you know, There's a year auntie. later, a year <laughs> later, Deuce yeah, that showed up, yeah, auntie Rose. yeah, nephew Tony comes oh, yeah. over and says, "I actually own part one of this eighth land. Yeah, of one interest eighth. in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. all own it. Yeah, you know, and, it, aye, and aye, it, aye. It, it, there's so much development uh, by the airport that mm-hmm. you just see skeletons of buildings because they never got completed because mm-hmm. they could never figure out the land deal. Uh, but they had already started to build. Yeah. You know, I think they're a lot better now. But, you know, back in those days, which so that was probably mid-70s. Yes. You know, early 80s. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It's, so It's wild, wild west <laughs> there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting job you do because, you know, uh, uh, our mutual friend, Phil Flores, yes. you know, he, yes. he said something. He's a kind of a he's a business mentor for me and and a good friend. And uh, over the years, he, you know, he used to say, it's only dirt, but they don't make it anymore. Right? Uh, yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, the Mark Pangolinan, yeah. the senior. Right. He told me the same thing. Siska, I'm not selling property. Yeah, that uh, man they never sold. They don't make land anymore. <laughs> yeah, that man never sold a thing. Right? Except in Singapore, they do. Yeah, that's right. Singapore. Reclamation. Yeah. They just make new ones, right? Yeah. So, well, let's throw all the plastic bottles and make it a floating city, right? Um, you know, so with with this, mm-hmm. uh, I want to I wanna let you and the audience know a few things. My audience knows because mm-hmm. they've been following this uh, podcast series for a while. But yeah. you may not know that you're the first female guest Oh, nice. That's right. I'm flattered. Yeah, I wish they can see my red dress. <laughs> and they would say, more women, please. Yeah. Well, we'll take a picture before so, so, so we can put you on the profile of, of the podcast. But, um, well, and people go, why, why don't you have women on your podcast? I said, no, I, I've always scheduled some. Uh-huh. But it, you know, it just doesn't go through. It's either they have to suddenly travel or, you know, they have to take care of their kids or they can't. Uh-huh. So, you know, whatever happens, you know, because I've got a lot of different yeah, yeah. Uh, interviews lined up. Yeah. And it so happened when you had uh, done the presentation at Rotary, I said, you know, she'd make a great guest because it's real estate. People just think real estate like the brokers. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You think Century 21. Yeah. You think uh, uh, some of these other places. And you're like, that's what you think of when you think of real I estate. I see. They don't understand there's a much, and, and this is no like shade to, of course not. to yeah, real estate yeah. brokers, but this isn't about like showing the place and yeah. making sure that, you know, it's staged and mocked up yeah. properly. This is about real value because this real is real value, investment. economy of things. Right. Yes. So you, you kind of touched on that earlier about, okay, there's a science to it. This yeah. is not a subjective matter particularly. I mean, yeah. yes, there's it's always subjective somehow. but Yes. But there's some signs behind it. You're like, okay, what's made out of? What's the material? How yep. long do you think it'll last? Yep. Is, is it on a piece of land that's going to crumble yep. and go into the ocean? Or? Yep. And how much money can it generate? Right. How much expenses are you going to have maintaining this property? And all of that right. know, so good it, stuff. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's, comp- now, it's how, complex, it's, yes. Now, how many... Um, now, how many people uh, or how many companies do you compete with on the island here? Well, um, probably about, just for the commercial appraisal, probably about two, oh, two, two other okay. companies, yeah. yes. Yeah. I probably know them probably by yeah, name, but yeah, because um, yeah, it is a highly um, 
uh, specified task. Yes, right? and it takes a while to be one, you know? Right. Um, yeah, you can get your license within three years, three and a half years, and then uh, to get your designation, maybe about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's just a continuous learning process, like, you know. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can say you're in the business, but mm-hmm. sometimes you're not any good at it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're talking yeah, like, people yeah. are like, well, yeah, that guy might be cheaper or that girl might be cheaper. Oh, yeah, I get that a lot. Yes, right. Yeah. But but you're spot on. You know, my, yeah. my investment has come through. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's where that. Now, your, your company name is uh, Cornerstone Valuation, right? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting because most people, uh-huh. this is your, I would assume this is your first uh, solo business, right? Correct. The one that my dad doesn't build. Yeah, yeah. your dad didn't build it. You weren't a partner in it with somebody else. Nope. You're coming in. This is like, yeah. this is you. Yeah. And it would be really tempting to just name it like, you know. Siska advisor. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the greatest Siska advisor. Yeah, the greatest of all Siska cons- <laughs> consultation <laughs> agency. But, you know, why Cornerstone? Why did you end up saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to name it after myself. I'm going to name it with a brand in, in mind, with a, you know, sort of a, you know, not to personalize it, not make yeah. it a cult of personality. What, yeah. what was that so, decision? So the background of this all is, you know, I, I really do love what I do, you know? Right. I really do love what I do. I'm passionate about it. Um, and, you know, Cornerstone is kind of like, you know, where in the structural engineering cornerstone is the stone that you start to build the rest of the building right that's where all the uh, you know decision on the shape of the building is going to be built so i would like my product um, which is my appraisal report or my consulting advice to be the cornerstone of my client decision making mm. they will have all the information that they need it into right. in inside that product uh, that I've done all my research that I've done all my due diligence and presented in a report that is really really helpful for my client so that's kind of the background of um, you know cornerstone and of course you know I'm also a Christ loving uh, Christian woman okay. so cornerstone is kind of like um, you know what Christ is in my life so yeah I see so so, so those things. So it's very personal. It's very personal. And 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 every single assignment that I take, I take it personally. Yeah. Um, and that's what we should do when we love what we do. I mean, I'm sure you do it too in oh, your yeah. field. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we take it personal. Um, but, you know, on the effort side, take it personal. Right. Once it's out, don't take it personal, <clears throat> you know. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like you, you know. I, I mean, I've own restaurants i've started yeah. restaurants i've uh obviously i have ad agency and now podcast and all these other things i've never once felt like i wanted to name it after myself you know yeah. like, like i didn't put my name on it you know yeah and i think that's a little harder to initially build because um you know if i mean if people know your name they know okay that's your company yeah but when they know who works there without even Having to say who works there. Yeah. Like Cornerstone, they say, oh, yeah. Siska. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? No, you're right. You're right. Then you've earned your stripes with your clients. Yeah. Right? Because they're calling you. They don't even know your company name. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, so so I think that's kind of cool. And uh, I, I noticed, uh, you know, so that's another common thread we have. You know, we have five kids. Yep. Right? We're <laughs> business owners. And we've both decided not to um, name the company after ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess we're we're just not that uh, narcissist. 
I don't know. My my kid thinks I am, but yeah. <laughs> I, I think we call that inner confidence. Right? <laughs> inner confidence. Inner, yeah. There you go. So, um, tell me, you're the president of your company. Obviously, mm-hmm. you own the company. What what does the chief appraiser do? What is the role of the chief? Well, basically, all values that come out must go through my desk, pretty okay. much. So that's what, basically, what it means. So you're yeah. like a CPA and accountant. Yeah. You're like yeah. okay. Yeah. Accountants do the the majority of the labor. Yep. And then you check their processes. Yep. You check their summary, and yep. then you go, hmm, yeah. doesn't sound right. Let's do this again. Yep. Etc. I yep. gotcha. Okay. But I usually like to be involved in every step of the process because yeah. I don't want the draft to be far away from you know where we want it to be. You know, right. as far as you know, <clears throat> research level and whatnot. So I usually go step by step with my research analyst. I think that's a more efficient way of doing business. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, it's very similar. Like in in my other business, the, mm, the ad the, business. The ad business, yeah. You know, uh, you got to write, you know, everybody thinks the ad businesses are just about like looking good. I mean, that's the tail end of it. That's the last mile. The, yeah. first, the first mile is always, you know, strategy. Yeah. So what is our message? What's the tone? What What are we trying to say? Exactly. Right? Who's yeah. the audience? Yes, right? yes. Uh, and that's why I always know, like when I'm speaking to like young people that come into the office or even experienced ones who want to work with me or have a job with me. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, well, walk me through your process. Yeah. And they're always talking about the end result first. Ah. You know, I want to make it pop. I want to make it this. Yeah. And right there, I already know like, oh, this guy or this gal doesn't really know what he or she's doing yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. They're, they're trying to fit a narrative that they've already come to. Yes. They're only skin deep at this yeah. moment, yeah. And then they're just working backwards to a strategy. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, no. you ma- yeah. can you imagine your line of work if you did that? You're like, oh, this would be so valuable yeah. just by looking at it. Yeah. But then you find out all sorts of bad things. Oh, are yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, there's a lot like that. There's a lot of property that has oceanfront, beautiful, right. like blue water and whatnot. But then it doesn't have infrastructure. Right. And then, you know, it's going to cost you a lot to do that infrastructure. So, yeah. Yeah. Or you find out that, uh, you know, uh, half, you know, half a feet down, it's just a hollow rock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then you can have to put yeah. a bunch of steel beams in a, yeah. in a remote location. <laughs> yep. All right, so uh, I want to segue into a couple of things. Now, you know, Mint Talks, mm-hmm. originally, this mm-hmm. was uh, an idea, and I put it in the origins. I, put, I had thought about a product called Mint Talks about two and a half years ago. Ah. So although, you know, it debuted this year, March, thanks yeah. to COVID, uh-huh. um, I had been thinking about it for two years. Yes. You know, and um, two, uh, two years ago, I was thinking about it. And my primary thought was, Guam is lacking a entrepreneurial type of forum uh, where you, you can talk about money. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's the business magazine and those guys that are doing that. But that's more or less a social I see. You know, type of gathering. Like, I you know, see. executive of the year. year. These yeah, things. Yeah. And I'm not knocking that. That's, yeah. Uh, that's, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I was talking, my thing was, okay, how do I get like newbies, you know, Mm. people that are entrepreneurial but don't have any business sense, Mm -hmm. don't have the experience, and how do I get business people who are uh, very seasoned in what they do, Mm -hmm. but they're scared to death about opening their own business? Because you know, there's a lot of people oh, there's like a that, lot of people right? like that. Yes, yes. And so people like yourselves are are, are very unique in that you're an expert in your field. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. But you have to take that leap of faith and say, do I want to own a business? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because there is something to be said for that. You could probably, you know, I'm not talking about yourself, but Mm -hmm. in in most cases, if you're an expert in your field, Mm -hmm. you could probably get a paycheck and not have the stress of building a business. Oh, yeah. And there are times that I'm tempted to go back to that comfort. <laughs> you know what you I mean? Know? Yeah, totally. So, so it, it is two jobs. It oh, really yeah. is. You know, you're running the business. Yep. And then you are the business. Yes. And uh, and I just didn't see that type of coverage forum. You know? Yeah. So I said, you know, I should do that. And then, of course, uh, Mint Talks comes from minting, which ah. is equated to money. Yes. Right? Minting money. Oh, I to know right? yeah that's that's so, cute yeah that's where this all came oh, from originally and so i see yeah so i had divided into you know four categories uh-huh. right uh idea uh-huh uh fiat money uh-huh. cri- crypto money uh-huh and dirt dirt oh yeah. that's my forte <laughs> correct so i thought okay those four things mm-hmm would be sort of the pillars of mint talks right ah. and of course ideas were like you know Inviting franchisees, yeah. people that have franchises yep. to Guam and yep. pairing them to to people here. But the other way around, people that have great businesses here. Here on Guam and bring them to Manila. And, yeah, yeah, and take them out because yeah. of the experience I had in doing yeah. business over there. So, yeah. And then, you know, a couple of years went by. It was just kind of a pipeline thing for me. And it's just a pipe dream. And I was kind of uh, working on it. And... Um, and then I got, you know, busy with something else. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'll put that away for now. Yeah. And hey, then, that's another thing that we have the same in common. Like <laughs> yeah. sometimes I have great idea and I have to brew it yeah, for a you, while. You got to brew you it. You got to brew it. You yeah. Gotta, yeah. As I say, I got to drink on it. But you, you, know, you, you, you'll do something <laughs> I else. I got to brew it. <laughs> you you got to brew it. So yeah, and then and then COVID hit this year. Yeah. And um, what a blessing in disguise then for you. It did, and you know, the only reason I even kickstarted it was because. Uh, I had reserved the uh, the website, the URL, the domain. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And I had, okay, I said, well, I better get mintox.com because I don't know if someone yeah, else is going to yeah, get it. So I, yeah. I bought it, and I bought it for three years. Mm-hmm. And and then, of course, the renewal popped up, the notice. Oh, wow. Right? And I had forgotten about it, to be honest with you. I was what? like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then it goes, ding, you know, your, your domain's going to expire. Do you want to renew? And I was oh. like, I was like, you know what? I may never get to this. The world is ending. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, but then I said, you know what? Let me uh, let me renew it. And I looked at my notes. And I said, you know what? Let me make some modifications. And so instead of a live event, which is what I was planning, uh-huh. I made them into podcasts. And uh-huh. I said, let me start interviewing a hundred interesting people. Uh-huh. Right. And so that's it. It's going to have a hundred podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, I may have monologues and stuff that that go. I really love your first monologue. Thank you. Yeah, it's right on. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I said, let me interview a hundred interesting people that I meet, either oh. I've met or that I've that I meet current or in the future, right? And then I'll stop at a hundred because I think uh, this is not a full time job for me. Right? This is something that I want to. Yeah, do it takes a lot. Yeah, I, I'm sure each one of them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so this was going to be like a time capsule. Nice. You know, so I'm glad you joined because I really wanted to talk to somebody about 
money about yes, and, money dirt. and dirt. Yeah. Dirt is money. So we all yeah. we kind of joke said, let's let's get dirty on this conversation. Yes. Talk dirt to <laughs> me. Talk dirt to me. Yeah. So uh, that was sort of the segue for the audience to understand, okay, why out of the blue Cisco, right? Yeah. right? Because everybody that I've had on so far have uh-huh. been good friends of mine for many years. Yeah. So you're like one of the first guests to like where I just, you know, we don't have that type of connection. Yet. Yet, right? <laughs> and uh, and people might go, well, he, how does that happen? I said, oh, now they know. The connection yeah, now is, they know. you are actually my first legitimate guest. <laughs> for oh, my, yeah, legitimate for guest. I'm my, your first legitimate guest, first Indonesian, first woman. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and first to bring first me. First five kids, maybe. Yeah, and first to bring me a drink. First to bring you give. Gosh, oh wow! Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I wanted to share that because I think it, it is a lesson in and of itself. You know, for those yeah. that are listening, you may have an idea and you might keep it dear to your heart and not want to share it. But the idea is, you know, if you do that, it may never come to fruition, right? Yep. And you might wait until um, it's perfect. Yep. And then do it. Yeah. It perfect never comes. So no, you have to it just never comes. do it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to, you know, you inspired me to share my story. I've been wanting to do yoga forever and ever. Right. And then like uh, a girlfriend of mine came from Virginia Beach to visit. Mm-hmm. And Claire Calvo did this location in February, I think, in okay. Retidian Point. So we did some glamping yeah. and yoga. And so I did that. Uh, but it still didn't kick to me that, you know, I want to do it every single day. Right. Uh, but I've been thinking about it for two years, maybe. And then the pandemic hits and suddenly I've got all this time in my hand. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do with myself? And then I have the stress of managing business with not knowing PCOR 1 is going to be the, today. You know, it's it's stressful because yep. some of my staff don't have daycare. It's just stressful to manage right. a business not right. knowing, you know, what's going to come next. And so I was like, in July, I had a, a lunch with a very good friend um, that I've known for like 20 years. And on that lunch, I was just kind of like get this epiphany. Hey, I got to do something, you know, right. kind of like what you did with your uh, getting the renewal uh, uh, requests uh, for your website. And so I just did it and I haven't stopped since then. And oh, wow. you know how they say, you know, if you want to make it a habit, do it for 21 days. And if you want to make it a lifelong habit, do it for 90 days. So I'm hoping to be able to still do it by the end of this month so I can make it a lifelong habit. Well, you know, yeah. I think yoga is great. I mean, I personally probably have done it maybe twice. But, you know, there's other therapeutics, right? Um, of other course. Things too, but, yeah. So, yeah, um, my girlfriend does was doing yoga for a long time. Ah. And then then you know life gets in the way right so i i keep telling get back into it she's like well it was so good i like it allows me not to stress eat i mean managing a household of five kids even though they're all great kids it's it's a lot of work oh and then the business (laughs) and then my other you know you know i'm a sucker for punishment i guess but um i have i'm on the gita board guam chambers of commerce board i'm the founders of chambers of Women's Chambers of Commerce. Right. So there's so much to do. Uh, but, you know, I we have to remember the oxygen rule on the airplane. You got to, like, feed yourself first. Yeah. Uh, and then you can be, you know, the best mom, the best spouse, the best right. whatever, um, the best boss. Um, and, and you, you got to start with yourself. So I got that epiphany and I, you know, um, I wasn't, you know, I'm not 
like a type of girly girl. I mean, I yeah. go to an engineering school, but <laughs> vanity helps sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. just a little bit of dose of it. Yeah. And, and a, a bunch of humility. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, that's kudos to you because I know how hard it is to run a business. Oh, yeah. And, it, it, you know, in my business, you know, the worst that could probably happen if a bad campaign goes out is that the sales aren't there. Yours, uh, mine's one and done. I could do another campaign and make up for that. Yeah. You, you know, once the deal's done, yeah. you're affecting people's livelihoods. Oh, yeah. And, and possibly their future. So, yes, yes. So, yeah, it's a, it's, I'm sure it's a very stressful thing. They don't teach you that part in school. No, right? no, yeah. It's that one time you maybe make a mistake and they, you've basically ruined someone's life and yep. they're looking at you like, why did what? I trust you? Yep, yep, right? yep, you're yep. like a doctor that way. Yeah. And you're absolutely on point. And that's why, you know, um, when I open my company, I uh, continue my work on the database of real estate on Guam. My company is the only one that does it. Right. Uh, uh, government of Guam gets all their median price statistics from me. Uh, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It takes up a lot of my time. It's expensive. But I can't be the best in what I do if I don't have that. Sure. And I have to spend time to to build that strong database, know all the nuances of transaction. You know, with my 21 years here, um, a lot of majority of the player here on Guam, they talk to me confidently and, um, you know, they they share their secret with me and I keep it, you know, confidential. Right. Uh, and so I learn a lot. And but, you know, the, the, the database that my company built is really the strongest point that I have that nobody else has because it does take a lot of time to do that, but I have to do it. Right. Yeah. And, but I've noticed I went to your website and uh -huh. you, you share a lot of information there. Yes, we to do. The public and yep. I was looking at your um, your August report oh. of transactions. Yes, of you know what the COVID impact was. Oh yes, COVID oh. impact. I was. I'm. A, Holy shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I was looking at that. Oh there. yeah. I mean, if I yeah. were just looking at the numbers. Yeah. Some of them are double digit negatives. Yeah, double digit negative. Um, uh, our third that. quarter, uh, I'm finalizing it as of today. Yeah. Um, uh, we're gonna send a newsletter soon. Uh, it it it. It gets alleviated because the government offices are now, um, but it's still it's still down. Definitely activities, right. yeah. What? How, how has COVID affected your your business in particular? Like how you get things done? I know that you need government information database to to yes. sort of supplement yours, but what are the other issues that have uh, caused some problems for you? Yes. So. Um, you know, when we started the in March 16, when we started this PCOR one mm -hmm. uh, in the first the first time around, mm -hmm. you know, I was like thinking, yeah, how am I going to get through this next two weeks under right. PCOR one? I'm not going to survive not seeing people, you know, right. or I was like freaking out. But then two weeks happened and then we're six months here. <laughs> I know. And, you know, sometimes you're stronger than you think you are. I mean, right. we survived this. But, you know, um, there are a lot of, so the first three months, I was very, very lucky that I have corporate client from Hong Kong, 
from Taiwan, from Japan that needed like some work. But pretty much the first three months, the local transaction is really not happening. Right. As shown in my statistics. And so I was lucky that I have that corporate client. So we were, you know, staying afloat. And then now, you know, things are started to happen again. Uh, And so uh, the other unintended consequences is, you know, some of my staff don't have daycare open. Right. And so I have to be flexible to let them work from the office. I don't uh, from their house. I don't typically like to do that because there's a lot of information that I have are confidential. So I just have them do things that are not so confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it, it needs a lot of adjustment. And with uh, uh, my office, we're seven people. So it's pretty small so if one is not there then right. it's you know and then there's three people that doesn't have daycare uh, so it's kind of tough so i've worked um non-stop pretty much ever since speaker one to make up for you know my staff well that you know for me i'm pretty sure it's similar in your firm you know we're the we're kind of the the heart and soul of of the product you are and i am yes right and uh, and that's not to take away from anybody uh that works in your office no no, not at all yeah everybody has a lane but if we're a creative firm we're being hired for our creativity yes right that's the soul of it right so if i go sick it doesn't matter how great the service is, mm-hmm. the account servicing is. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how great the graphic designers are mm-hmm. or the or the copywriters. If if the the core is sick, yeah. then everything falls apart. How are you protecting yourself with your firm? I mean, you know, you you're looking around, you're going, "There's nobody that's my sort of protege yet." Yet, yeah, yeah, right? Because yeah. they need to put in the time. Yep. Right. Yep. You, you can pay somebody twice as much as they earned last year. Doesn't mean they're going to yep. know twice as much yep. as soon as you give it to them. So, yep. how are you dealing with that as a business owner? Yes. So you know, um, like I said too, you know, when I started the yoga, that's kind of what I am trying to do. I yeah. cannot be sick. I cannot, you know, I cannot fail my staff by getting sick. I cannot fail my family by getting sick. And, you know, that's why I said, you know, we have to take care of ourselves first. Physically, mind, body, soul, you know, I I have to rejuvenate myself. I can't just be... So, um, when my husband passed away suddenly uh, October two years ago, you know... All I've been doing ever since that until July of this year was like just fixing things. Mm-hmm. I went to one problem, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And yeah, I'm good at it. And yeah. I know I, I could survive, you know, uh, but it's not sustainable. Right. It's not sustainable. Right. So when I had that lunch with my good friend, I, you know, what I realized is I'm now like working in a ditch, in a gutter. And you cannot forever work in a ditch in a gutter. You got to look up, see the rainbow Mm -hmm. and like, you know, rejuvenate yourself like, um, you know, um, and 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 that's why I took up yoga. I did uh, better eating um, and, you know, I I really take time. I really spend two hours of my time to just, you know, do elliptical and do my yoga. You know, of course, you know, when I do my yoga, I listen to a good Christian song that pump up my, you know, spirit. And so, you know, I I have to do that for myself and for the other people that depends on me. Right. Um, And I think that's valuable to 
life lessons for people that are listening, but also like for clients, they they understand that. You oh, know? they totally do. Especially if they value you. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. like, okay, well, it does me no good if you're broken. You yes, know, we exactly. Need you, we need you to be sharp, to sharp and clear. Right. Yeah, have clarity. Yeah. But, you know, with the COVID, as you were saying, the tra- the local transactions went down, but yeah. you were saying that the international transactions were still going pretty good. That's well, yeah. They're well, looking right now at this market, going. I wonder what we can pick up cheap, right? Uh, totally. Uh, even the locals, right. you know, you 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 cannot believe how many phone calls I get that say, Siska, if there's a good deal, and I'm not even a broker, right? right. <laughs> Siska, if there's a good deal, let me know. Right. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of um, people locally that invested in the stock market, mm-hmm. you know, that Apple stock that skyrocketed, Amazon, whatever, and they have so much money that they need to find a safe haven. Right. And, and <clears throat> real estate is, um, you know, is tangible. Right. It is, um, you know, good for inflation. I think we're going to go to inflationary period and it's good hedge for inflation. And right. it's it's tangible. Nothing is better than, you know, tangible stuff. Right. Uh, you know, I, you know, whether you whether you like Trump or not, he, he said that in the campaign trail, I think in 2016 or whatever it was, where uh, Mike Bloomberg was threatening to um, uh, spend a lot of money, you know, to go up against him. He's oh, like, oh. He's like, yeah, you know, I got real estate in New York. That's uh-huh. real. That's 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 real money. I don't know about this data stuff. <laughs> you know? But it's you know, it's true. It's, it's land. very true. You know, yeah. and, and a lot of the wealthy, especially old money people, you yeah. know, the old funds, they, they have many, many years of holding onto assets. Yes. And, you know, they play the long game. They, they play do. play the long yeah. game. Right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to segue a little bit into um, – you know, the markets you do, you, you do Guam, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, do you handle outside of Guam? Yes, the NMI. Um, okay. You know, uh, because uh, there's only a few uh, MAI designated appraiser. Um, that's the highest designation on commercial appraiser. And sometimes, you know, they need certain MAI appraiser to do some work in uh, CNMI, in Palau, in Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did review work for the outer islands, but I also do quite a bit of work in Saipan. So right. yeah, so I do I do that too. Saipan's gonna be rough. Oh, it is. Yes. I mean, it um, is rough, but it's not gonna be even rougher. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't see. I mean, we do some. You know, we do projects there. We 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 have a con- we have an event called Conquer, and we go down yes, there. And yes, yes, I know your Conquer. We're, yeah, we're gonna have to have you as a Conquer athlete. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, your your yoga is gonna help you with that. Your yoga is gonna help you with that. But um, yeah, it's it's so sad because they were just rebounding. You know, they were finally starting to look good, and then this thing came. Yeah, and it, it just shut it, everything oh. down. So. Um, I think I went there on right after the typhoon, um, okay. the 2018. Right. Like the place that I stayed, the whole third floor were gone. Mm-hmm. And so there's typhoon and then there's the pandemic. Right. It's just, yeah, it's just back to back. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I got good friends out there, and um, some of them even moved back, you know, here. There, a lot oh, of them are moving so here. so they bite the dust, huh? Yeah, they're like, you know what, we're going to move we're uh, I just got like three calls uh, this week saying, hey, just letting you know we're moving to Guam. I oh. said, yes. how is it there? I go, yeah. I don't know, man. It's not that good here either. It's not right that now. good here either. Yeah. But, you know, the 
we islanders you know we yeah. we we're resilient mm-hmm. yeah we'll yeah, be okay again so. yeah as ken said in in the uh, podcast that we had you know mm-hmm. you gotta adapt or die right yep exactly adapt or yeah. die and and that's exactly you know my 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 outlook when i lost my husband mm-hmm. You know, I could die with him, but uh, I have five kids here, right. uh, so I can't. So the only choice is to adapt. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, this has been a really wicked years, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, and you lost your mom this year, didn't you? And I lost my mom in September twentieth. Yeah, I'm sorry so, yeah, to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's a long death, battle. Death is um. Death is the only way out of this world. So, you know, we don't really talk about death that much, but it's the only way out Mm -hmm. and everyone will die. Um, You just have to fill in those days before you were born to the day you are going to live this world with your purpose. Live a good life. Yeah. Right. Purposeful life. Yeah. Kind of and what? enjoy it and have fun with it. And I'm very blessed to do what I love for work. Yep. Not everyone can say that. So I'm I'm really, really happy that I, you know, do what I do for a living and I actually love it. Yeah, I, I, that's totally my, you know, way of thinking, you know, not necessarily um, verbatim. But, you know, I mean, we share the same uh, idea here where it's like, you know, that's why this COVID thing is so uh, uh, concerning to me. We're, we're, a lot of people are starting to get used to um, just being alive, but not living. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, you can't waste every single second with that. I'm like, okay, you replace your house with a cave, you know, in this scenario, right? Yeah. You're, you're just staying home, not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Um, I said, you eat, you sleep, you eat, you sleep, right? I yeah. Mean, so, I mean... That's not living. No. You know, no. you, you got to do stuff. You yeah. got to travel. You got to meet people. You got yeah. to eat at different gotta, places. Yeah, you got to put 100 different <laughs> spices on your, you know, on your chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, it's uh, it's so sad to see. See, I know you could be my soul brother. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, yeah, it's 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 obviously it's always sad to say goodbye to people we love yeah. uh, when they when they leave the earth, but but, you know, you can feel good in that if they had a good life. You oh, know, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that's all I want for my kids, and that's all I want for myself is, like, I don't want to look back and go, yeah, you know, um, I really did a stellar job wearing my mask and, and staying indoors at, you know, COVID back in 2020. That's not what I want to talk about. No. I want to talk about, you know, all the hey, great things yeah. I did, you know, so. Remember that time during pandemic, Mom? <laughs> you cook all those great Indonesian food? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to have to uh, share some recipes. I like cooking. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And mom, remember the time you tried skateboarding when you're already old? <laughs> yeah, and you bump your knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta show your kids and uh, and you uh, something I've picked up during the pandemic. It's called a one wheeler. Oh, and it's like a skateboard, but it's uh, electric. Uh, board and it's just got one giant tire in the center of the board oh my that and sounds like super hard to <laughs> yeah and it's like a seesaw you know you have to ah. kind of keep your balance that way and then you move forward or backwards in turn it's it's quite fun i'll leave it to the youngs <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you a link maybe maybe your kids will get a hoot of it so i, I wanted to ask you because i know that people want to know mm-hmm. and i understand confidentiality so mm-hmm. you can't name mm-hmm. names mm-hmm. so let's do this because we're having a good time here. And yeah. I think maybe this could be a recurring kind of show, kind of like my book series, which 
uh, which which I do with Kelly. Um, yes, I saw. I listened to one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and for that, you know, she just reads books for people, uh-huh. and then does a synopsis, right? Oh God! Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a little bit fun, uh, you know, retreat for those that don't want to read but seem like you know they want to show off about yeah. books. That's yeah. a perfect a podcast for them. Mm-hmm. So for uh, for our series, I was thinking, you know, we don't have to do it today, but mm-hmm. maybe you go back maybe to the... Maybe I do have something yeah, today. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you go back maybe to I'll the... Maybe I'll surprise you. Yeah, <laughs> go to the lab and say, okay, all these clients, I'm going to give them uh, pseudonames. I'm going to give uh-huh. them, you know, names that, that have nothing to do with them. Yeah. But then what we'll do say is... Say all Israel. Yeah, all Israel. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep track of like, okay, how much is the Avengers worth today? Oh. You know? And you'd be like, oh, they went up by 10%. But you know what makes it interesting is that these are people here. Oh. And so we can kind of speculate who they are. Like, oh, it might be them. It might be them. So, yeah. I do, I do want to share one, uh, one of my favorite in real estate investor story with you. Yeah. And I can even name names. Okay. And it's Ken Jones. And you probably heard of this story. Uh, so Ken Jones, you know the site where uh, now it's called Summer Tower? It was yeah. called Emerald Ocean View. Mm-hmm. Um, so that site, it was uh, Ken Jones bought it, uh, I believe, in late 60s for cents, you know, yeah. cents on a square meter. Right. For nothing, really. Yeah. And then, um, so in the peak of the Japanese boom, mm-hmm. he sold it to a Japanese company for $20 million. <gasps> $20 million. Wow. wow. The best story is um, that same company uh, was default, like not defaulting, but they, they went, you know, they went bankrupt and they have to sell that land. <gasps> Guess yeah. who's buying it for $4 million? <laughs> Ken Jones. Ken Jones. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the best of the story. Yeah. So, so the lesson is he had money when everyone else don't have money to right. buy back the $4 million, right? So there. The best part is he sold it to uh, Ken Jones. In turn, sold it to um, a Korean investment, a Korean company that was going to build that uh, Emerald Ocean View for twelve million. Jeez. Yes. So what was that? Minus four. <laughs> that's 16, sixteen. Twelve. Oh, uh, Twenty-eight million dollars. Twenty-eight million dollar. And um, so yeah, uh, if he was alive when that thing uh, went belly up again, of course, Cortec picked it up on. Uh, you know, at like very cheap price, mm-hmm. uh, he. I'm sure he would have bought it again with the building on it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, uh, Al Israel, you brought him up earlier, and oh, um, Al is my favorite. Yeah, he's a he's he was a character, and uh, his um, daughter Donna and yes. uh, son-in-law yes. Jude. He, they're Jude, my yeah. uh, my oldest son's god godparents, oh. so we're pretty close. And oh. um, and but even before that, uh, you know, Al. Um, was good friends with my father-in-law, my oh, former father-in-law, yeah. and he would tell me stories of the old days, you know, oh, the old days, yes. like 50s, yes. you know, where it was practically nothing. Yeah. And uh, young Al Israel would buy two-month property with oh. every paycheck he made from being an accountant for so Pangolinan. Sweet. Oh yeah. my god! Right, so you take a, you get paid. Uh, Mark Pangolinan would pay him because he was an accountant for him or yeah. something. And he'd take a portion of his paycheck, and he would invest it in this beach property that nobody was there. They were like, this guy's crazy. Yes. Right? He's crazy, but he had a vision. Yeah. 
And and I think sometimes it's the vision is important, but it's not enough. You have to like have luck. a little bit of craziness. Yeah, a little luck and a little craziness. A little craziness. Yeah. So he was telling me that he goes, and that guy Al, he would buy it, and people would be like, oh, that guy's crazy. He's buying it for a nickel per square feet or whatever it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then later on, he would turn around and he would you know put it in the market for twenty cents per whatever so yeah. he's trying to like and people are like no one's gonna buy that right yeah well anyway one year goes by two years ago instead of going back down he keeps going up so at some point he's settling it for a dollar artificially sort of creating this you know like why is he pressing it nobody could nobody would know. i mean this yeah. is before yeah yeah databases and, yes you know, yes so everybody's it's... like speculating like does he know something that we don't know? <laughs> we don't know why is he keep pressing I'll double it. Double his price. <laughs> yeah. So so suddenly you know he'll uh, go up and up and up and up and up and then suddenly they're like, all right, uh, well we don't want to pay that, but what about this? And yeah. it would be exactly what he wanted Property. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like all. Yeah. So uh, when I kind of did that with Talaverde, my uh, friends were the developers of it. Mike. Guam Shiro Fuji. Michael and Hammond, Hammond bought uh, it from yeah, yeah those guys and they needed a name and so uh, I gave them the name Talaverde. Oh, yeah, that was, that was I name. read the brochure. That was really nice. Yeah, and the whole point is that Center Green that they Center Green, yeah, yes. All the real estate guys objected to that design. There was about uh, twenty designs of that layout. Yeah, and uh, the master planner Neil Kritzinger and myself, kind of the creative. Creative part the of the, yeah. We were yeah. the inventory guys, right? Yeah. We were like the creative guys in the room. And when they asked, well, what do you what do you like? I go, I like the one with the green in the middle because then it makes it a community. It's a community, yeah. Right? Otherwise, it's not a community. It's yeah. just a bunch of expensive homes. Yeah. And nobody's going to ever see each other. Yeah. But that park... Central you know, Park there. People yeah. are going to go there. Three acres. Yeah, it may not be, you know, and it may not be the one in New York. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's, so, it's somewhere that... People can congregate, and you know it goes all the way to the cliffside. To the cliffside, yep, I know that. Yep. And uh, that was a big debate at the time. I and they asked me again. I said, "Well, what do you think about?" Because that? that's worth seven hundred fifty thousand exactly. dollars there. <laughs> exactly. I go. I said, "If I said, hey, look, at the end of the day, if you guys want to sell that space, go for it. But I wouldn't, because it allows." Everybody else to have that a peek at doesn't have cliff line to take a peek at that cliff line right. and someday pay for that cliff line. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you got yeah. you to gotta give people dreams. That is very, uh, you know, futuristic. <laughs> yeah. So Talo Verde means center green. Yes, That's I did read your, yeah. you know, brochure. Yeah, that was, so. That's, that was I didn't a, know you were involved in that. Cool. Yeah, I bought That is really nice. Yeah. And so as a gift, they, they gave me a good price on the cul-de-sac uh, right, right after the cliff line. Oh, the, the the premier lot? Premier is it the lot? premier lot? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was the only guy that like sat on it for a while, and I just kept increasing the price to, to ah, sell the land. So who did you? Uh, a broker named Kobayashi ended up buying oh. it. Oh. And he ended up buying I did the Al Israel trick. I just kept increasing <laughs> it when everybody was like. Al Israel trick is the best. <laughs> I was like. So I learned from Al. He, yeah. he he helped me make a little money. I think the last sale there was at four hundred fifty thousand, and that was um, uh, Kin's sister, mm. I believe. The yeah, uh, yeah uh, Chris Felix was upset 
at her, not upset, upset, like he was like, yeah. nice competitive, right? Yeah, yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah. what? He sold it for more than I, I sold it. Oh, mine. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris is hilarious. He yeah. would say those things. Yeah, so that that was kind of a fun fun period in my that life. That is nice, uh, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I always tell people, I, I, I'm, I'm one and done. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I already... Been there, done that, got the T-shirt. Yeah, I already did that. And, I, I, I don't need to get into real and estate. And some $400,000 check. That's nice. I, I don't need to get into real estate anymore. <laughs> But yeah, we should totally create a uh, a millionaires list. Millionaire list and a billionaires list if there even exists a billionaire. Is there, does do you know if there's a billionaire? You don't have to name well, names. Well, I was. Well, I yeah. think maybe. I, yeah, but yeah. he was asset wise, right? Yeah, yeah asset wise. So yeah. I, I want to like that's you you do that and go back and make like sooner names. <laughs> And then we'll go, well, so how did Iron Man do we'll today? We'll talk about it, Cass. <laughs> yeah. What's Iron Man's ranking today? And you'd be like, Iron Man dropped uh, 10% thanks to the market. The thing is, you know, most people who invested in real estate, yeah. they have a bunch of other things in other things. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. No, we're just, we're strictly talking strictly? dirt. Yeah, oh, like dirt. Where, where, where is the ranking in dirt, you know? Yeah. Because there are families that own a lot, but they're not worth much. You yeah. Know? And then there are those that... On just the right places. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's that's so we'll have to come up I, with I, a fun I'm, I'm having like a flash of the phases <laughs> of this people. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to come up with a fun recurring segment. Like a fifteen minute podcast where we're like, Okay, what's the scoreboard? You know People trust their 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 you know, their deepest secret with me, Cass. I don't know if I can do that with you. <laughs> yeah, no, you can. You just I'll never know. I'll never know. I just know them with Iron Man, Guam is Wonder too Woman. Small, you know, you, you keep that list. You keep that list to yourself. I just need to know. Maybe their names. I need that whiskey right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll say yes yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to work on it. That's a, that's my long term uh, job to get, you to, to get you to do that ranking with me. <laughs> so, um, so what's uh, what's twenty twenty gonna look like? How's it gonna end? Real estate well, wise. Well, yeah. Um, definitely, we're going to have like a big, um, you know, decrease in uh, total transaction and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I just finished my, um, I did another survey. Mm -hmm. So six months ago, when we first come to this uh, pandemic uh, time, I did a Guam real estate investment survey where I interviewed, uh, well, I sent questionnaire to 51 select uh, industry leaders right. from you know petroleum retail you name it uh, we have it all in there and you know when we asked them you know hey you know how how long do you think Guam tourism industry will uh, will go back to the way it was mm -hmm. and we were at the peak okay uh, actually I want to share something with you yeah tourist attraction fund the 11% occupancy tax that's right we were so much ahead in January and February. So in January of this year, uh, we were up by 5.3% compared to January last year. Oh, wow. In February, we were up 10% compared to um, uh, last year. In March, we were down by 20. Oh, jeez. 46. April, yeah. 44. In May, and you think that's bad? As of August, we're down by 90%. Wow. We, our 11% occupancy tax for hotel was at 3.4 million last year in August. And this year is only 332,000. And that, that's primarily to fund GVB, right? Yes. And, um, and that primarily, primarily says the state of our tourism industry. Right. The year to date up till August, January to August, we're down by 40%. 
Good Lord. The last three months were down between 83 to 90%. I was shook. I just got this data from uh, Ricky Hernandez um, right before I get into your podcast here. And it just shook me to my core because that's horrible. Yeah. I mean, how how do we even climb out of that? Um, It's not like you can use federal monies to do that. No. Uh, And so, you know, I interviewed, again, the same industry leader. And in April... The result was 68% say that it will take about 12 months to recover for our Mm. tourism industry. Guess what it is now? 73% say it's going to take over two years. (laughs) I was was reading Mm. some... Uh, some, My gut feeling says um, late 2021. And now I'm not sure if that's my gut feeling or my wishful thinking. Right. You know? Well, like... The visitors market is it's not just a matter of us opening up our airports people in their own the country their respective exactly. countries are you're, you're right on point yeah. there yeah yeah they're yeah. like well i don't have money to go anywhere yeah you know and also i don't want to be quarantined when yeah. like you know that is back. yeah and and so i don't know i mean i understand there's it's an election year for us, uh, for some of you know the senators, yes, some yes. of them don't want to rock the boat because they want to get reelected. Yeah. But my suspicions are that unless some of them really stand up and do something, they're all going to get replaced. Whoa. I don't think the I, the voters are happy whatsoever. I mean, it's one thing, you know, the governor has a long play; she's got four years, yeah, so she doesn't have to worry for another two years, yeah, but. And in two years, people will forgive and forget if things turn around. Yeah. You know, they're not going to go, oh, you know, back in 2020. They'll they'll chalk it up to you had to do what you had to do. Yeah. As I long as we're back on top. Yeah, right? I hear you. But tours, I mean, can you, th- I mean, I, I feel for some of these people. Like oh, uh, Tsubaki right. Towers, they just opened. They just opened. <laughs> right? I just had like my family lunch there. Yeah. You know, and, one time and then I can't do it anymore. Yes. And how do you explain that? You know, I mean, how do you, how do you even yeah. think about that? So. And, you know, when they first built it, they were thinking, oh, they're going to spend, you know, um, the, I know at the end of the day, their budget is blew up because of, mm-hmm. you know, limited age to worker available. Right. It take them longer to do it, you know. And, you mm-hmm. know, you put hundreds of millions of dollars and then this thing happened. Um, but, but I also want to bring out some things that I did on my Guam Real Estate Investment Survey. And, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy about this silver lining. Okay. I did a survey for landlord and tenant. Okay. Guess what? For landlord, 72% of them extended some kind of rent relief to their tenant. Oh, that's nice. And for tenant, 75% of them receive um, uh, rent relief from their landlord. Mm. And so, you know, I, I spoke to one one of the, you know, major player in a commercial property here on Guam. And he said, Siska, we're here for the long term. Right. And for me to survive, um, I need my tenant to survive. When the PCOR one hits, I don't charge them rent because mm-hmm. they can't open. Of course, for the businesses that are open, he would charge them rent. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I do what I can to help out uh, in, in my capacity. Uh, you know, of course, they have mortgage to pay, property tax to pay. All, uh, you know, expenses are still need to be paid. But um, I'm just... You know, a little bit, what should I say, touched by this uh, survey that mm-hmm. our island community is really like helping each other. Right. Uh, and that's so awesome. Well, I, I, you know, I 
I had some podcasts with some restaurateurs, and, uh-huh. and one of them, uh, Lenny. Lenny, of course. Yeah, I love at, Lenny, yeah, and Lenny and Pika. And, yeah, Pika. Yep. And, uh, you know, his he had to close um, uh, one of his... Uh, yep, uh, kitchen, kitchen lingo, lingo and, and kadu. Yeah. yeah. And But he said, hey, you know what? Um, Sonny Adda, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's a cool dude. You know, he's... He, I'm actually talking about the same person. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, we he, love Sonny. Yeah, Sonny... Yeah. Sonny it was an understanding landlord. Yeah. I can't say the same for all the other ones, you know. Um, but yeah, you. This is. It's. You talked about silver lining. This truly shows people's true colors. You know yeah. how they how they really are, right? Yeah. And I don't mean just landlords, but I'm talking tenants too. Like yeah. the tenants that say, "I'm going to try my best." Yes. To pay you. Yes. Versus, yeah, okay, I'm running out. and hide. Yeah, I'm yeah, out yeah, of yeah. here, right? Yeah. And so I think landlords are going to go out of their ways to help those tenants who are struggling, but, you know, basically trying to pay before they eat. Yes. They're going to go out. You know, you're the kind of person I can yes. get behind, yeah. right? Um, because, you know, kind of go back to what uh, Mark, bringing back Mark Fish's name, you know, he yeah. used to be, there's three C's in banking cause. I said, what is the three C's? Yeah. And he goes, there's credit, uh-huh. there's collateral, uh-huh. And then there's character, and I oh. go. So I said, "Oh, I can. So I can get a loan if I have good character, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the other two. Is that a good character? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. All you know, all joking aside, character is no. so important oh, in totally. everything, right? Yes. And uh, so landlords who show compassion during this period and say, yes. you know, my building is pretty much paid for yeah. by those, you know, because it it's cumulative, right? Yes. For them. And um, Peter Paul pockets, and uh, and they see clearly this business was doing well, and then yep. they can't even open. Yeah, how is it their fault? Yeah, you know, it's one thing that they're open and their business model was flawed, mm-hmm. and customers reject their product. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game when you're being forced to close uh, because of public policy. Yeah, and uh, you know, I got into that with. On uh, my monologue, right? The monuments. Yes, I said, yes. we, we can't do these binary decisions because no. it's such a complicated economy. Yeah. Even Guam, as small as it is, very complicated it economy. It is still complicated, right? yeah. And you can't just shut on and shut off things. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where I, I really wish that, um, you know, it's not so much the governor because the governor runs businesses, she knows, but it's the Department of Health directors. Mm-hmm. What do they ever run? They're the ones that have to defer and say these are our health recommendations yeah but perhaps we should have an advisory group who specializes in business and economy making the decision of who can open who cannot yeah with our health standards in place but no they're they're allowing the doctors so to speak they're not they're not even the doctors the doctors are saying i think they should they can open (laughs) the doctors you know this is what's funny about this whole debate is like they're saying follow the science follow the doctors the doctors are saying it's okay, open, just take precaution, you know, yeah. wear your mask, you know, six feet apart, wash your hands. But it's those that have the responsibility to curate and aggregate this thing properly. They're just going with personal feelings versus something that is put together more pra- pragmatically and saying, mm. you know what, it's, uh, it's great if we survive all this, but what do we, what do we got left over? Yeah, we don't got nothing left over. So yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely a philosophical battle now. I think it is because yeah. the facts are out there. Yeah, right. And people who are getting sick, and you know, you don't, you and I don't talk about 
this lightly. You know, we have we have people who in our lives that have passed away. We don't. Yeah. We, we we're not unsympathetic to that. Yeah. But the reality is, they were of age. Yeah. They were sick. Yep. A combination of things. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that if COVID wasn't here, that they wouldn't have passed away. Yeah. But we do know that these businesses are closing down because of the decisions being made. Mm. We know that for certain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's got to be some change. And it's, you know, the governor's easy target because she symbolizes the government. Yeah. But I think the problem goes much, much more wider. There's yeah. so many people she depends on that are letting her down, I think. Yeah, on that matter, I was just talking to Ricky Hernandez, and I was, like, thinking, you know, I have, you know, in my in making my real estate decision, I have this dashboard that I put together, mm-hmm. you know, median price of single-family dwelling. Uh, for example, the third quarter is showing $325,000, increased by 11% compared to last year. So I know where things move because right. I have the good data. And I was telling Ricky, uh, Ricky, we should have, like, economic pulse board, Mm-hmm. show there in that economic pulse board show the tourist attraction fund because that shows the tourism industry right. hey look these numbers it's scary yeah it yeah, is scary you know <clears throat> and then you know grt collection um corporate income tax collection put together like a you know uh, an economic pulse board that everyone can look at so that they can make informed decision um, I'm data-based, um, you know, decision-making uh, person. So if I don't have the data, it's hard for me to make a good decision. So right. I need to have that data. So maybe I'll talk to my uh, Guam Chambers of Commerce friend. Maybe we could spearhead like economic pulse board. Yeah, I you think know? so. I mean, we're. Yeah. I mean, we. That's the buzzword, right? Analytics. Yeah. But we're totally ignoring analytics. Yeah. At this point, you yeah. know, we're only looking at one set of numbers. It had to be, it's kind of like college application, which my senior daughter, Grace, in St. John is like struggling right now. You know, the application process has to be holistic, they call it. So this decision making has to be holistic. Well, our our brains work that way. You know, we've got a left side and a right side. Yeah, you know, And if only only one side works, we're, we're, you know, we're we're useless. Yeah. You know, we don't function, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, we can have a, a critical mind, but if our... If, our, if the brain side that controls our physical side doesn't function, then we're helpless. You know, yeah. we may have a great mind, but we're helpless. Yeah. Our physicality can be there, but if our our conscious side is damaged, well, we're just we're just a robot. We're just walking around. Yeah. And I feel that that's been the problem. We're only thinking one side one of the sided. brain. And and. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, you know, Indonesian. I'm. You know, only I only moved to Guam and become American citizen. You know, within the past twenty years, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Indonesia, which has four hundred different ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. So I'm so used to difference in opinion. Right. <laughs> and at the you know the way I grew up, difference in opinion is really great. It's welcome because right. then you make the most informed decision that you could make. Right. And so difference in opinion is like welcome. It's it's a thing, it's a good thing. Uh, but here in America, you, you, you do at hominem, you attack the person. If they're not in the same wavelength as it's you. True. 
and you shouldn't be you should welcome that that way you can make that holistic decision the left brain right brain you know even though you look at things differently you could right. make a good informed decision if you listen to all sides i mean you know yeah. you and i are we're preaching to each other in the choir you know <laughs> like uh but yeah i i you know i think that for us to move forward we have to look at both sides of the equation always you know yes. but right now we're we're really just looking at the the singular side which is the health side yeah. and um, you know i've said this before you know the world's a dangerous place it yeah. has it has always been a dangerous and a uh, place where you can you know you can get killed in a n- number of ways number of ways right yeah. and you can die from a number of causes yeah. and so um i understand i understand the initial pause but the ongoing that's just cannot continue cannot otherwise people like you and i have to move yeah because we have five kids to feed yeah <laughs> and they're expensive yeah. and they're, 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 yeah they don't eat less for some reason no. they just eat more so what do you think is going to happen with all these um this inventory like you're just telling me like 90 percent 60 these so scary numbers what, here's what's here's happen what happened that? in guam real estate yeah. so in 2017 they stopped approving that h2 worker right right and so we didn't have many workers and the 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 construction costs skyrocketed mm-hmm. and that pushed supply down so mm-hmm. we don't have that much supply we used to have 300 building permit per year I think uh, the last time I checked, it was only like 180, like less than, like about half of what it used to be. So now that's why, you know, on my uh, third quarter uh, that we just finished, the median price of a single family dwelling in Guam is now at 325,000 compared to the same period last year, January to September. Uh, we were only at 292,500. So 11% increase over a year, Cass. That's crazy that is crazy that's crazy and so it's because there's not enough supply and um so in in guam the forces of supply and demand is very different than it is in the mainland you know mm-hmm. my my counterpartner in the <clears throat> mainland are saying oh we're gonna see a lot of slew of foreclosures right. next year blah 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 uh in 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 guam because there's not enough supply our price is skyrocketing right and it's not necessarily always a good thing because then it sure. becomes very unaffordable for for the you know local family yeah renters can't uh, rent anymore yeah it's it's out of their um, out of their budget out of their budget and so and then we also have that other silver lining i was on a zoom call with the governor yesterday and she was saying you know the military buildup is kind of going to bring about 800 million dollar a year to guam so we have that side too even though our tourism is dead the military buildup is good um, and there's the forces of supply. There's not enough supply, um, mm. especially in uh, residential and also in industrial. So, right. so yeah. So, I there's gonna be good deals uh, to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, of course, if you can, you know, don't sell now. But there's gonna be good deal to be had. I've actually seen one land deal uh, that is at fifty cents on a dollar because right. the seller had to sell. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of um, investors that still have thick pocket that would like right. to, you know, to invest in real estate in Guam. So, 
So, you know, there's those mixes of forces that kind of makes, you know, we can't really like say, oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of foreclosure. I don't I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't I don't think the foreclosures are going to happen um, like you like you yeah. um, like you saying. But I worry about the larger uh, conglomerates, uh, you know, the hotel chains and yeah. so forth. Not necessarily uh because many of them are large, mm-hmm. but they may just simply abandon the market, saying mm. Guam's not going to be around for three, four years. We're, we're just out, or mm. you know, we're, we're going to focus on. Because so, I know, like in Japan, for example, mm-hmm. a lot of the Japanese companies that are invested here, they're pulling out mm. because they're going after different markets that are already uh, ready to go. I you know, see. It's it's really about the human resource inventory I see. too. I see. You know, you can't have. A president and a sales team here. Yeah. If they're not doing anything. Yeah. So they're going to relocate that, send them to South Africa or wherever their mm. their next investments are. Yeah. And these larger companies are going to go, uh, you know. And in the case of like uh, Tsubaki Tower, brand mm-hmm. new, brand mm-hmm. shiny mm-hmm. new, they spent mm-hmm. so much money to open by April, mm-hmm. only to be closed, you know, uh, yeah. by then. Well, I did speak to um, at, at least two, if not uh, well, three, three. Three different parties mm-hmm. uh, that is invested so much in Guam, yeah. and they are, you know, they are looking at this pandemic kind of just like a blip in mm-hmm. the whole long-term investment scheme that they are in, and um, they're they're none of them is like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna live now." I right. haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So it, it's really Maybe good. Maybe they, they just have too much into it to do that. They know? have too much into <laughs> it, and we have that military build-up silver yeah. lining, and so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, we'll see. I mean, and and I'm also, you know, cause I I have to warn you, I'm I'm a very uh, positive thinker. Yeah. And so I always see the positive in things. <laughs> yeah. You're you're an optimist like me. Right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I believe in optimist. being. Yeah. Definitely an optimist too. Yeah. But I hope so. I hope I hope it works out. I'm just you know worried about the inconsistencies that are gonna be there. But um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. And then you know I know people that have. Um, who were investing a lot, maybe mm-hmm. even spreading themselves out a little too much. Too thin. Oh, that's that's to, tough. To do yeah. Airbnbs. Yes. You know, that was sort of rolling uh, for a while. Oh, yes. It was so good for a while. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so now they're looking at three or four properties that they can't rent. Yep. So they got to sell. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. it's interesting times. But uh, as I would always say with like my own stock purchases, Apple just, you know, Apple's going down right now. I said, keep buying Apple. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? Buy Tesla too. <laughs> you don't, While you're at it. Yeah, buy the stock. You don't have to buy the car. Yes. I, I think eventually he's going to discontinue the cars. Oh. He may he may keep uh, like uh, very high end cars. Yeah. But he's gonna he's clearly in the energy business. Ah. Uh. Right. And once he's perfected it, he's gonna send rockets out using you know that reusable energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could probably see that his batteries are gonna be in every everything that's electronic oh yeah so that's that's his future I, yeah he's like i don't want to make cars <laughs> that's expensive you know it's yeah it's and a, energy is uh yeah. energy is a good business to be and he's at least 10 12 years ahead of everybody yeah so yeah. he he powered that one city in australia there you go with his battery there you yeah. go see so that that's that's uh 
that's something that I tell my friends. I go, you know, you know, buying Tesla for the car, you're buying it for the battery, the energy, the energy yeah, that yeah. he's he's. Uh, go, oh, really? I wish they bring Tesla solar panel here, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, I I requested a quote for my house. Yeah. And it's about you know four thousand square feet, you know, um, and and my quote that I get was like seventy six thousand dollar. Oh wow! <laughs> and I was like, Did you do that? Goodbye. <laughs> did you Did you do the yes? I comparison? did. Comparison? <laughs> yes, like, uh, I did okay. the NPV, net present value, and everything. Yeah, no. Okay, not well, making I'll, sense. I'll, I'll keep your word on that one. I'll, 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 <laughs> yet? I'll, yeah, not yet, right? Yeah. But when he gets the scale, I think. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting time. So hopefully, I was thinking maybe there's going to be a big bang happening by the end of the year. Like people are going to rush to like either offload or buy up. Yeah. You know, making making strong offers to people yeah. that that look like they're struggling. Yeah. But we'll see. You know, we, we're still in the. Um, yeah, still in, in the October. beginning of the quarter four. Yeah. And uh, you never know. Like you, you have know. the the U.S. election coming, yeah. and uh, if Trump wins, maybe COVID issues go away because that's his. That's his mindset. Like, yeah. like forget it. You know, yeah. we're going to reopen. And, yeah. and if you want funding, you have to open your markets. Uh, you know, he'll have that kind of capital that he can use, political capital. Yeah. Uh, if he loses, then I'm I'm guessing it's going to be a lot of subsidies for keeping closed. Yeah. Because that's how they control you. Yeah. <laughs> they get you to do what you want. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for your time. I oh, thought, it's been fun. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. We didn't even need alcohol. We didn't even need alcohol. <laughs> See, I told you, water for life. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I only have one request. Uh-huh. I want you to think about that thing <laughs> I, we talked about coming up with a list. Maybe you should uh, open that whiskey bottle. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll say yes. Yeah, okay. I promise. I promise. We'll, we'll get to that. And then, you know, we'll have a top 10 landowners by value, by <laughs> asset, by property. And then they, we don't have to use their names. We can call them Godzilla, Iron Man, Hulk. Maybe we should end this uh, this talk right now so I can still say no to you. Okay, just think, just, you know, as you say, just, uh, you know, marinate on it. Marinate on, on it, brew on just it. Brew on it, yeah. Maybe on your 101 episode, how about that? Oh, man. Okay. I'll, I'll be retired by then. Well, thank you again. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Thank you for inviting me here. Uh, You're welcome. And uh, good luck to the kids and the business. Uh, I can't say enough about uh, your success, and I hope you keep uh, rocking it. Thank you. Okay. To you too. Bye-bye.